2: Wow, everybody. I want to welcome you guys. Welcome to Dr. Pat show. Welcome to Life Coaching Radio with my co-host, Deb Stetzer. Dream it, live it, be it. Now, what I want to say about this, and I'm not going to talk a lot right here because there's so much to cover. You know, when some of us go out on our life's path and we decide, you know what, I'm going to really focus on something. Why? Because it, usually in my case... What did I study when I went back to school? Never thought in a million years that I would do this. I went back to school and I studied the consequences of broken promises. Why did I do that? Because I had watched thousands of people, you know, have the American dream, the repeal of the psychological contract happen. But I never thought in a million years that I would actually be able to show anything. Deb Stetzer is somebody that's not doing research. What she's doing is living it. You know, her life is to open a door of freedom for people. On, I have to say to folks, if you know anything about Deb, here's what I'm going to say. It takes courage to do the work she does. And what do I even mean by that? I'll tell you what I mean by that. You know, it's really easy for me day in, day out to talk about all the positive things in life and, you know, present all these great solutions. It's another thing to come up and say, let's talk about some of the horrific things that can happen in life but let's talk about it as opening up a doorway to freedom and that's what today's show is about you know what do you do when you are in the middle of or have been part of either pathological lying or smear campaigns now what do we know about this we know that in the world we live in today and it doesn't matter what age you are young or old We're all quite capable of being part of something like this. And what do I mean by capable? I mean, if you are anybody that is out in the world with anything, either in social media or otherwise, that is an opportunity for you to be part of a a target population. As a matter of fact, because I do positive talk radio, believe it or not, I have become (laughs) a target Uh, for some people that say, no, 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 that's not really what the world is about. But for me, I don't pay attention to it. Why? I'm not really sure. But by the end of today's show with Deb Stetzer, you're going to find out why. And if this is something that is either happening to you or your children, because kids are just getting killed. If it's happening to you or either your children, this is something you want to know about. You know, it's one thing for our mind to be the bully in our lives. It's another thing for somebody else to be the bully. Deb, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Very important topic today, right?
3: Thank you, Pat. It's great to be back. Yeah, this is a tough topic we're going to deal with today. So Mm -hmm. we're going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to get busy. Mm -hmm. And we're going to give people the information they need
4: Mm -hmm. that's
3: often not uh, not easily available, even when you Google stuff like this.
2: Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the origins of pathological lying and smear campaigns. Let's talk a little bit because those are that is that is some heavy stuff, but you know what this is really what's going on. You know, and we see it day in day out. Unfortunately, we focus on celebrities because they're out there, but you don't have to be a celebrity to be part of this.
3: No, and I think most people, you know, probably associate um pathological line with corporate America, right? We talked about this a little bit. Yep. And smear campaigns are a lot of times connected to political, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, when political campaigns, it's not unusual for politicians to come out with dirt on each other and try to ruin them. So, But, you know, at the core this happens a lot in relationships with Narcissists and by narcissists, and you know, we need to um, define that a little bit better. These are not just people that are stuck on themselves and think they look great and love themselves, these are people with narcissistic personality disorder Mm -hmm. who are chronic and destructive.
2: Yeah, we're not talking about self-esteem or self-worth or, you know, people that are worrying about how good they look or so forth and so on. You know, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people that really have a diagnosis of narcissistic personality disorder and their everyday breathing moment is to gather supply from other people at, at any cost. That's the difference, right. See, right? At any cost. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how how much pain gets inflicted.
3: And, and the thing I want to kind of put into the middle of this, too, is these people, a lot of them aren't even diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. Their yeah. victims just kind of find out as they go along. They kind of put the pieces together. They do their research, and they come up with their own conclusion. Of, but it doesn't make it any less damaging if they're not diagnosed. So it's the mm-hmm. same outcome either way.
2: Yeah. well so let's, what I
3: wanted let's, to um, kind it. of put out there
2: mm-hmm.
3: was if people were to, You know, on the surface, Google pathological lying. What you get is, um, you know, that it's purposeless. There's no gain from doing it, and it's kind of just a lifelong or a long-term habit maybe of doing. But pathological lying as it relates to the person with narcissistic personality disorder is a tool of manipulation. It's not purposeless. There is an end in sight. There is a gain for them from doing this and they often use the pathological lying with their smear campaigns they set up a smear campaign against somebody and it can be really destructive mm.
2: Mm. so what is pathological lying
3: well it's 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 generally def- defined as just a purposeless lying with no you know no psychological motivation and no actual gain for it the, and, and really the psychiatric community kind of really doesn't come in, into agreement on exactly what it is. It's sort of a, a gray area, but my belief is with, past, with um, narcissistic personality disordered people is mm-hmm. it's a specific, it's like I said, it's a tool of manipulation. So what they will do is make up stuff about people. It doesn't have to be true. It doesn't have to be anything near what what could be truthful if they can get somebody to look at something that they're saying and consider it as true. And they're very good at doing it. They're very good at getting people to believe their stories.
4: Mm. Hmm.
3: So as this relates to smear campaigns, and I'm going to refine the, the definition of smear campaign as it relates to narcissistic um, relationships. <laughs> Generally, a narcissist or an NPD, I'm going to call him an NPD for, for this show, Mm-hmm. um will start a smear campaign against somebody that they have had a relationship with. It doesn't necessarily have to be a committed, it could be a close relation friendship kind of thing, but they've had a relationship with it. And this person has been narcissistic supply for them. So if anybody's listened to our earlier shows, they would know that narcissistic supply gives the narcissist something that they need out of that person. Whether it's um you know, feeling good about making them feel loved, making them feel esteemed, they get something out of their supply. When they've used up a person for their supply and they can't get anything else out of them, or they feel that they've used them up, they will discard them. And this is typically when you get the smear campaign starting, because now they're going to turn everybody that knows this person against them. So, you know, I've had some clients that have allowed me to tell their story of course I'm not going to use their names or anything I'm just going to um, talk about things that had happened to them yeah
2: yeah let's do it
3: smear campaigns and the thing that kind of always surprises me with the smear campaigns is that well especially these clients that I have that they haven't been totally ruined I had one client whose um husband was going around telling people that she was abusing their child, um, that she had mental illness, and that she was a drug addict. And, you know, she found out that a bunch of people, he was telling this to a bunch of people, people that knew her, people that didn't know her, work people, friends, acquaintances, basically anybody that would listen. And, you know, when we were getting into the meat of the the whole smear campaign thing, she was just astounded that nobody had called CPS on her and turned her in. Mm. You know, and, and she looked at it as... She didn't understand why the friends didn't go that far. I mean, of course, she was thankful that they didn't. But it was just astounding. The She was a good mom. She was a stay-at-home mom. She took care of the kid. That's all she did. She took care of her family. And, you know, he had just had enough of his life with her and was, you know, going to go off and do his own thing and I suppose in his mind he justified lying because he was miserable so that made it okay Mm. and I actually did have the opportunity to talk to him in a joint session and you know I said why would you say things that weren't true about her and his explanation was well that's how I felt at the time Mm
2: -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: which made no sense to me but apparently it made sense to him So
2: well it doesn't have to make sense if you're talking with somebody that's NPD I mean, there isn't any sense to make. There is no sense. That's true. I mean, the very nature of even asking somebody that question is not something that, you know, they can even comprehend. Because first of all, you know, anyone that challenges the conversation about, well, why did you lie or what were you thinking, uh, there's no thinking. Because remember, we're talking about something that's considered a personality disorder. And mm-hmm. so you know this idea of running a, a smear campaign or pathologically lying, it's just to meet an end. And you've talked about that in previous shows. There's an end right. game in mind, and the end game is not you. It's not you. It's, the, it's a person that is really demonstrating NPD. Let's take a short break and we come back. Uh, what is the difference between a smear campaign and just uh, stretching the truth a little bit, that little white lie, what's the difference? And what are we going to learn today uh, to help with, one, how to recognize this, and, two, what to do about it? Uh, You know, it's a funny thing uh, that happens on the way to thinking about uh, campaigns, right? For example, the whole whole drug campaign that we had in the U.S., just say no. Wow, if it was that easy with NPDs, this would be a little different game. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.
0: My dream is to end homelessness.
5: My
6: passion is living a green life.
0: My dream is to end poverty.
6: My passion is
5: volunteering. My passion is making a difference. My dream is to cure Lyme disease. My passion is rebuilding communities. My passion is helping those in need. My passion is caring for the elderly. My dream is to find a cure for cancer.
1: My dream is to
5: leave a better world for my children.
1: We all have that special passion, that lifelong dream that drives us to live our lives with meaning and to create a better world. No matter what drives you, we can all make an impact. Dr. Pat Basili is helping others make their dreams come true so we can all help make our world a better world.
5: To learn more about how Dr. Pat is building a community of sharing hope, strength, funds, knowledge, and information, visit abetterworldcrowdfunding.com today. That's abetterworldcrowdfunding.com.
6: The life you're dreaming of is waiting for you to say yes. Together we can create a powerful, love-centered world where business is not a competition
0: but a community of highly conscious individuals making a positive impact in their own
6: lives and the lives of others. Fun, flexible, fabulous. You make the rules. We offer the tools. Connect with Shelly today to learn more at Live,
0: Love, Earn with Shelly. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y dot com.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's really good to be back with all of you. Deb Stetzer is in the house. She's taking us on a journey, you know, to look at pathological lying and smear campaigns and why are we so in tune to this. And, you know, the thing that I love about this is having a conversation about it so we can all be prepared about what to do and how to avoid it. You know, for many of us, we go down the pathway and we don't really see or we don't really plug in to how things are happening. But in today's world of social media, um, I don't know if you ever watch how you how e- each of us gets to behave in this way. But geez, all you need is somebody to say, "Oh my God, she doesn't look great in that," or "She looks horrific in that." Oh, and off we go on a dialogue about something that generally people know very little about. But when this is done on purpose, as we see in bullying, cyberbullying, as we see in mental bullying, bullying of the mind, bullying of the psyche, this now turns in to one of the most and fastest growing forms of abuse. Deb, thank you for joining us here today. Uh, tell us about your ebook and then let's talk about you know smear campaigns and how the different faces of how they show up.
3: My ebook back up online yet for this particular topic. Yep. It's it's yep. one of a series of ebooks, but you know it just kind of outlines how things start. And I guess the the thing about the smear campaigns where NARS NPDs are concerned is they can be pretty unbelievable, but they still stay plausible. So even though. You know, I can look at things that people have said about my clients and go, well, geez, who would believe that? But when you look at it, if you separate it from what I know about my clients, it actually is pretty believable. It's not anything that's so wild and outrageous that people would sit there and go, oh, come on, really, that didn't happen. So that's what makes them really interesting to study how Mm. far the NPD can take a smear campaign but still keep it plausible
2: yeah so it doesn't um, seem absurd it's not it's it I'm doesn't sorry? seem like the absurd right no, it seems like not at all
3: oh
2: oh so that's that maybe
3: <laughs> you know like this one client that i had where the husband he started out you know saying she was you know not nice to him and didn't care for him and it it graduated to bigger and worse things about it and it became that she had she was um um, bipolar
4: mm-hmm.
3: and then it graduated to her being schizophrenic and then it graduated to her being psychotic and of course this was over a long period of time that he was telling people out. Mm. it wasn't like everything in the same day like you know every 10 minutes he was making her sound worse than she was so it was over a period of months and years that he was you know making her sound worse and worse than she wasn't people just kind of never seemed to Remember what her earlier mental illness had been, even though she she wasn't diagnosed with any mental illness but
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know and 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 the things where the child was concerned then he started introducing the things about you know her being abusive to the child and and she had shared with me that one of the and she found a bunch of emails that was how she learned about all of this, but one of the friends that he had been sharing this stuff with her about said, well, you know why don't you why don't you leave her, and why don't you, you know, take your child? And he was like, well, if I divorce her, she's going to take my child and leave, and I fear for my child's safety if mm-hmm. I'm not in the picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were separated. They weren't even living together at this time anymore. They were both living off on their own, doing their own thing. So,
4: mm-hmm.
3: But, of course, the friends and the people that he was sharing this with didn't know. He, They thought they were still together, and this was all going on. So right. they kind of... Um, keep it so you know it's it's not verib- verifiable it's not stuff that anybody's going to actually go check on because it's Well there's no so audit trail.
2: Yeah, there's no audit trail, right, there's no breadcrumbs. Right. You know, it's a very very strategic approach to things that rarely rarely you can trace back. You know, we were talking about the difference between kind of this celebrity kind of stuff that goes on, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, usually we hear about, you know, the celebrity interactions by a celebrity saying, I'm going to take them to court. And we've seen this time and time again. I think uh, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, or somebody else, you know, taking the person to court, you know, for Mm -hmm. something that's not true. But we are not celebrities. We're regular people. And most of the time, we're not paying attention to the breadcrumbs. And so what I hear you saying is that, you know, this is a world that, if you are involved with somebody like that you have to take some action and what i hear you doing deb is making us aware of how some of this can happen
3: right well oftentimes people aren't even aware of what they're in a relationship with what the person is like because these person these people are just so good at lying and presenting this facade that you know and, and, you know, we're, we're kind of trained as a society to kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. So even if you see something that doesn't seem right and kind of gives you a pause and a second thought, we kind of always give people the benefit of the doubt and think, well, you know, there's probably an explanation for it. I'm probably reading more into it than there is. And that's what makes these NPDs wind around people and get through stuff and do this stuff so easily because people don't question them. And if you do question them, they get angry. They get upset at the thought that you would think that they weren't telling the truth, even though they're not. And
2: So, so what should one do? You know, what, what have some of the folks done that, you, are you, that you're aware of?
3: Well, I can, I can tell you that people who are experiencing their first relationship with an NPD have no clue. Mm, You know, they find out generally by accident. Something Mm -hmm. happens, somebody tells them something, they come across something that's been written, you know, an email, or they catch them in a a chat room with somebody or, or something like that. So then it becomes really educating yourself and, you know, working with a coach, working with a therapist, working with somebody that can help you understand the dynamics of this so you don't end up in this relationship again. Yeah. But the bottom line is, when you find out you're with an NPD, all bets are off. There's not a thing that they can tell you that you can believe, because they have no, no reason to be truthful for any about anything. It's just not in them to be that way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And it's yeah. not, you know, it's not stretching the truth. These smear campaigns, you know, you know, we talked about. Well, you know, maybe they're just harmless lies. They're not harmless because. They carry them to the extent that they can definitely be harmful. Mm. You know, like my client who was being accused of abusing her child and having mental problems. And she, you know, I mean, if somebody is schizophrenic and psychotic and a drug addict and abusing your child, they shouldn't have a child to raise. The ch- child should be taken away. Mm-hmm. So that's when I say about how damaging these smear campaigns can be. They go beyond just stretching the truth. They're they're not even anywhere close to the truth. They're just so outrageous and outlandish, but still believable.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was a great article that was put out, and I and uh, why does I, I think the uh, part of a, a series that was done about a year or so ago? Why does the narcissist engage in a smear campaign? And you know, and, and so when you read the article, you you can see exactly why. And one of the misconceptions is that you know somebody that is a narcissist actually cares, uh, and right. that's actually not the truth. And so the article goes on to say, you know, a matter of caution to survivors in the future. (laughs) The article says, in case you ever run into another disordered person like that in your life, and the author says, here's what I would would advise. Run your butt off in the other direction immediately. (laughs) And they go on to say, yeah. And they go on to say, the smear campaign is why. Why? Um, And you know, you've talked about this in previous shows. You know, there is a mask that gets presented in the beginning. No matter what the relationship is, there's a mask. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you meet somebody, you're not really showing up as you, yeah, right? Even you go have coffee, right. you go have dinner, you go out to dinner, you don't want to eat the six helpings of pasta that you would normally eat. You know, <laughs> you stick around your plate, you never finish your meal. So there's a mask. You know, that's one thing, right. Right? But that is, you know, when you're in... Uh, in that engagement with somebody that is, you know, what's the term? Normal. you are going to move on. They're not going to remember your vulnerabilities, but a narcissist will.
3: Oh, and they so do. We, they, they just yeah. keep track of them.
2: Yeah. And what we fail to recognize really, Deb, what you're saying is that this gets us in a whole lot of trouble later and that everything we say or have done will be used by the narcissist to smear you later And I think anyone that has been in a relationship cannot believe that this can go on for years, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: It is. uh, And that's why people, when they tell other people, you know, when you find out and you start sharing with your friends or whoever, you know, he said, she said, she did this, he did that. People don't believe it because it just goes against everything. We, as normal people, how we conduct ourselves in relationships. It's like you said with the the NPDs, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Whatever you like, whatever you don't like, whatever your fears are, that's going to come up later on. That's going to come against you. That's going to really count against you.
2: Yeah. Uh, for those of you out there, you have any questions, you may want to call in and, you know, get your question on the table or you can give it to Benny and we'll get the question. You know, if there's something like this going on in your life or you see it happening in a loved one's life, uh, there are many, many ways you can go about it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about, well, what are some of the reasons? If you really want to know why, why do uh, narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, why do they engage in smear campaigns and what can you do about it? When we come back, Deb's going to give us some tools, going to give us some ways to work our ourselves out of this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer Radio Show, Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Basile every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
1: A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. Has asthma or allergies got you singing the raspy blues? Allergy and Asthma Networks is the nation's premier nonprofit patient-centered network of doctors, caregivers, patients, and healthcare professionals who are dedicated to ending death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. Join President and CEO Tanya Winders each month on the Dr. Pat Show to learn more and visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org today. Breathe better together with Allergy and Asthma Network.
2: everybody welcome back deb stetzer is in the house and i want to make sure deb that people have information um on you and uh the ebooks that you put together uh and and then we'll you know then we'll talk a little bit more about how it can go from zero to 120 not so good for you uh, and
3: Mm -hmm. what to look
2: out for so tell folks about your ebook again if you would
3: Okay, well, I've actually done a series of e-books, and this last one on the smear campaign and pathological lying is not quite up online yet because it it was written and rewritten a few times just to kind of get it right. But um, I have on my website a media page where my books are all going to be available, and they kind of coincided with all the broadcasts that we did. My website is www.mylifecoach.us. And there is a link on the menu for my media page. And again, that's where the books are available. If people want to call me to set up, I offer free consultations. And my first um, first session is always free. So if people want to set something up or just call and chat with me, my number is 800-460-9788. And you can also reach me by email at lifecoachingbydeb at gmail.com.
2: Awesome. Well, I know this is a tough subject. uh, And, you know, the reason that it's being brought to the forefront is because we're hearing more and more and more about this in the society we live in. You know, there are so many opportunities now for people to engage in campaigns that are not really very helpful. And, you know, we've been talking about smear campaigns mostly. Uh, Smear campaigns frighten people uh, because, you know, when we're talking about, Uh, somebody that has narcissistic personality disorder the narcissist does not care about how your deepest secrets are megaphone to the world you know there are some who will exploit uh, a survivor's sexuality to others and I mean this is the extent this is the extent um, that you know that one will go through because this isn't really about you and that's the hardest part to recognize right you know, they don't stop to think about how their own skeletons may come back to haunt them. You know, they're so focused on their own rage and lack of control and life and circumstances, they forget that there are things that can be shared about them if their behavior is not stopped, but they do not care. And that's really what you're talking about here. The biggest problem, right, is that, you know, the people that are survivors are so busy being hurt that folks uh, tend to be late in reacting, or reacting to the abuser at all. So smear campaigns and abuse, uh, and are a definition that reflect some tactic. Tactics. So a smear campaign is a tactic. It's not necessarily an end game, right, Deb?
3: Right. And I don't want to underscore this thing with NPDs, Pat, that I've noticed. Mm -hmm. that seems to be sort of universal to them at least the ones that I've come in contact with they don't seem to be worried about you getting dirt on them and sharing it it just doesn't seem to be an issue for them so you know it's kind of a no holds barred whatever they can use against you they will and you know you and I had this conversation earlier about how hard it is for the victims because the victims love them you know they've made this facade that the victim has fallen in love with that you know bears no resemblance to what they really are
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think that love is what keeps the victims from being able to see what's really going on, being able to accept that you can see it without accepting it. So I'm going to say it it keeps them sort of in that trap of denial.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and the one thing I want to tell people is when you start getting that feeling that something isn't right, it's not resonating with you and it feels wrong, your gut, your intuition, listen to that Mm -hmm. because you can sit here and you can, you know, gloss over things and say, well, maybe he was in a bad mood and that's why he said that, or maybe he forgot, you know, that he had told me something else. It's not. It's all very calculated and purposeful what an NPD will do.
4: Mm -hmm. So
3: people need to trust their guts. If something doesn't feel right, doesn't sound right, doesn't look right, it probably isn't.
2: Yeah. Now you have, you know, you have worked with people, uh, with all, all sorts of things that have shown up for them in the world and how they've been treated. I mean, the scenarios seem like something that Hollywood would pick up on, uh, and it would show up in a Hollywood movie, but these are things that are happening in, in life. I know you were going to tell us about, you, you know, another, another person you worked with as well.
3: I did. I had a, a client that I was recently, you know, getting information on sharing things with, and so we were we were doing a phone conversation. Well, actually, we were we were skyping. I wasn't on the phone, but so it was all you know messaging back and forth. And so she was talking about this narc, and she's trying to break away from this guy. You know, she's he's gone on. He's actually gone on and gotten a new girlfriend, and they were off doing their own thing. So she was. Um, I guess a little bit of naive, you know, maybe not real worldly in her life and kind of sheltered. But she was talking about how he had, uh, early on after he met her, done a full background investigation on her. And I said, well, why would you know? Why would he do that? And she's like, well, I don't know, but he knows everything about me. So all I really knew about her was her first name and her last name and where she lived, the state that she lived in. So I said, you know, are you sure he did this? background investigation and yeah he knows everything so Mm -hmm. i said well tell me what city you live in and she did and i got on google and there's a site called intellius uh that gives you like you can do background checks and stuff but it'll give you a lot of free information too Mm -hmm. so i plugged in her name and her city and her state and you know i wrote back to her and i'm like well is such and such your middle name and she says yeah and i said is so and so your husband and she says, yeah. And I says, are you 45 and is your husband 15? She's like, how are you getting all that? <laughs> and I said, honey, it's free. You know, you just got to know a site to go on to get all that stuff. Mm. So he had her believing that, you know, he knew all this stuff about her early on. And I don't think he did. I think he was just kind of getting that control over her. Wow, that's and making shocking, her believe isn't it? It is. And, you know, it was so sad because she was so surprised that anybody could find out this kind of stuff. And she's believing what he's telling her about, you know, background checks. And I mean, why would you have a background check done on your girlfriend, for goodness sakes, you know? And it was just, you know, and I told her, I said, it's just a manipulative control tactic that he was using on you. But, you know, she's a trusting, honest person. Mm -hmm. She believed him. She didn't think that he had any reason to take anything that far and lie to her about, you know, finding out about her. But that's the kind of things that they'll do, you know. So when I I work with people, you know, they're in such a state of disbelief over over what's being done to them. And it takes some of them a long time to accept it. And I think everybody that's in a relationship like this Mm -hmm. needs to, I can't really give them any set of tools right off the bat to, you know, say, well, okay, if you do this, this is going to fix it for you. Everybody has to arrive at their own personal shift in perspective where their partner is concerned when Mm -hmm. they're NPDs. And that's when the healing can start, when you finally can accept that what's been done to you has been this major snow job and you've been duped and there's nothing that you can count on that's the truth.
2: Well, I think there are get to. Yeah, but I think there are some things that we've learned, and I think one of the things we've learned is one of the hardest things in the world, and it really pulls people, uh, it pulls people. You know, I I have heard so many stories where folks, and you know, this is not just about a relationship with, you know, somebody, a lover, Um, this is actually, this happens in families, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. how many folks talk about, and I've heard this more often than not recently, about parents and, you know, how this shows up. Because what's happening now, I think, Deb, is that, you know, we're learning more about this. See, this mm-hmm. used to be a conversation that we would only use when we were referring to uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer type or, you know, somebody. Ted Bundy. Right. Or somebody, right. But, you know, mm-hmm. he is a very good example of somebody that is a, is a psychopath that has narcissistic personality disorder. But yeah. the tricky people are not the psychopaths per se. I mean, that clearly is deadly. But there's this level that goes on about social behavior that will tip the hat, that chances are your friends will see first. And I mm-hmm. think what I want to say to folks is sometimes the people in your life that love you and care for you are going to be the first to point out some things that don't seem exactly right. Clearly, control is a number one flag that jumps up mm-hmm. above all the rest, doesn't it, Deb? Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Control. And that's everything that an NPD does is control.
2: Do you'd like number, to go you know, out with the ladies the, one night to the movies. No, it's not going to be like, no, why don't you don't go? It's going to be more like, gee, I thought you were going to spend time with me tonight. So it shows up in right. a lot of different ways that people can watch
3: out for. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's that's the whole thing with NPDs. It's, it's control. They have to be in control. There will never <laughs> be a give and take in the relationship. Even if it looks like there is a give-and-take, there never is. You are constantly conforming to what they want and what they demand and what has to be their way. And, you know, that's the scary part about it is it's so subtle and it comes on so gradually that victims Mm -hmm. don't even realize what's being done to them until until you find Mm -hmm. out something further down the line and then the pieces start coming together, you know, if you're lucky. If you're lucky that you pay attention to the signs and you go looking for your answers... And sadly, a lot of people don't. They can live that way for years and, you know, maybe never find out. Maybe just live a life of being controlled.
2: Well, I want to say to folks, thank you, Deb, for today. And I think I want to leave folks with right now just, you know, a a little tidbit. Uh, You know, the part that becomes really important, as Deb points out, is that part where you're starting to notice that someone is lying to you or there is something going on, you know, cheating, you know, infidelity in relationships. And what will happen when you catch someone in the act, they'll pretend to know nothing. But in the meantime, Mm -hmm. they're planting their next move. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is something that takes a journey of courage for those of you out there. Go ahead and give Deb Stetzer a call. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.
0: Francine Vale is a being of light. She believes that all people of planet Earth are as well. As co-host of the Angel Healer Radio Show, Francine teaches you heart-centered ways to manifest healing on your own behalf and how to integrate love more fully into your daily life. Walk the path of light with Francine and Dr. Pat Vasili every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com.
1: A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online 11 a.m. to 1230 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. Has asthma or allergies got you singing the raspy blues? Allergy and Asthma Networks is the nation's premier nonprofit patient centered network of doctors, caregivers, patients, and healthcare professionals who are dedicated to ending death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. Join President and CEO Tanya Winders each month on The Dr. Pat Show to learn more and visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org today. Breathe better together with Allergy and Asthma Network. The new era of financial planning is upon us, where it is just as important to focus on your inner wealth game as it is your outer wealth game. Would you like to be in the forefront of this new groundbreaking financial movement? Lynn Brown, award-winning financial planner, energy coach, and international radio host will share real actionable money wisdom infused with empowering tips, fear-busting exercises, and money-growing magnetism. Are you ready to create your fully financially healthy life? Join Lynn for this free two-hour full-spectrum financial planning workshop in Bellevue, Washington on January 12th from 6 to 8 p.m. Register by January 5th as space is limited and will fill up fast. Call Lynn today at 425-372-4749. That's 425-372-4749. Light food and beverages will be included. See you there.
4: Hey
2: everybody, welcome back. Hey, thank you for tuning us in, turning us on. I wanted to talk with all of you about how, uh, at least for us, how we recognized how important um, shows like this are Transformation Talk Radio and the many other shows you might listen to on your favorite stations that bring in a positive, positive message. You know, it's taken a couple years for the researchers and the people to get out there and take a look at, you know, what is, you know, or what are some of the consequences of both positive campaigns, negative campaigns and media in general. And, you know, for so many people, You know there hasn't been enough information for them to know but today you know jessica and i want to talk with you about what we've discovered and what what we're doing to give back talk radio and and what the give back is is to give back the vibe of a positive talk radio and ensure that this kind of of educational informational talk is available to you no matter where you are no matter what walk of life The fact that you don't have to have, you know, satellite radio in your car. How can we get that done? And Jessica's joining me. Talk a little bit about our crowdfunding campaign, which you're going to hear a lot more about. Jessica, it's great to have you here. Hey, thanks for having me. So uh, tell me a little bit about from your experience, and Jessica's been working with me too, and all of us to put this crowdfunding campaign together. Tell me what you've discovered so far.
6: Well, you know, this has to go back
2: a little bit because since I started working with
6: you, you know, I've actually stopped watching the news. Um, <laughs> I, it's just disappointing and it's depressing. And, you know, I've just engulfed myself in what we're doing and the positivity around us. And I have to tell you, it's literally changed how I live my life. And so that leads me to believe that why isn't everybody doing this, right? And so now with this crowdfunding campaign, we're really trying to put together a way so everybody can do this and everybody can hear about us because we have great listeners and people that listen to us all the time, but then there's this other demographic of people that just don't know that this is even out there for them and we want to do
2: that. We want to put it out there for them and do that in the most technologically
6: advanced way possible
2: and let's talk about the technology our crowdfunding campaign is to help us uh, finish our technology sooner Uh, and we have had so many requests to launch the network transformationradio.fm which is uh, and not by my language but people have said some really interesting things since we've kind of shown them a sneak preview of it right Jess I mean it's kind of like they've given us language for how to talk about this um, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I
6: mean, when we when we just kind of even what we're doing right now with the visual radio when we're doing things live streaming on YouTube, I mean, that's just a teeny tiny piece of what we're going to be doing, you know, we're going to be able to reach people in their cars in different ways and reach them visually and interact with them instantly on multiple platforms. And so this is really Just making this available in as many ways as possible, not just listening, not just watching, not just, you know, we're incorporating all of it.
2: You know, one of the things I love now is when I was in school, I really didn't have an opportunity to really study positive psychology or mindfulness or optimism now uh, what's being recognized and you know I think uh, there are uh, great scientists now that have brought things to the forefront so for example if you are familiar with um, you know Hardwired to Happiness you know Dr Rick Hansen's work uh, this is somebody that has come out and has said wait a minute let's take a look at what's possible let's take a look at what we can do and so what he's talking about is it's one thing to be in this place of positive thinking, but it's another thing to really look at how we can hardwire happiness and what that means. And I'm really clear that one of the things that people are talking about is how do we cultivate this, right? Just this is the language. How do we cultivate this? Um, It's really clear to us that once people know who we are and can find us, They stay and or find our hosts, they stay, because this is something that does stick. So our our crowdfunding campaign is also going to help us to expand and grow and help people know more about who we are at a at a multi million reach level, right, Jessica? Exactly. And that's that's really the whole thing is changing the world through positive messaging and
6: so in order to do that we have to get ourselves out there and and then in second to that get the most amazing and inspiring people on our network to share these messages
2: yes one of the things that we have have really learned over 13 years is that even for us on the Dr Pat show just because we buy airtime in order to be here it doesn't mean we actually have control in staying on air. And we learned this through our exposure on a station, CBS station, that hundreds of hosts belong to. And one day we had a show and the next day we didn't. And so, you know, this is something that we hear day in and day out from so many of our colleagues. You know, we hear about three different things, don't we, Jess? One is they mm-hmm. love what they're doing. Two, they cannot believe that some of the networks they are on, the rising cost of being on air. And three, they don't know how to let people know if they leave a network. I mean, I'm sure that you've heard even more things than that.
6: Right. I mean, I'm talking to our people, you know, people that want to join our network all the time. And some of the questions that they ask I mean, I've literally had this question is like, well, how do I know you're not going to go anywhere? Exactly. And if you do, then what happens to my
2: show? Right. Big question from people because we all experience this. You know, somebody can come in and and buy a network, and this is what we're seeing left and right. And the old rules of the game may change. You know, there may be something that happens that is completely out of control of people that have good intentions. So what we're doing is through TransformationRadio.fm, please take a look. People are asking us, why are you going to be different? How are you going to be different? And our technology, which has already been requested by other organizations, media organizations for licensing, makes the world of radio simple, relevant, leading edge. And it's not because we're really bright people. It's because we've taken every request that a listener has asked us, every request that a host has asked us and we put it together in some incredible technology. And I will say, right, Jessica, we have not had the tools, the technological tools that today that we have. Even though we've known about this for years, we just not have had the way to do it. Right. And the best ideas come from the people that are really
6: step away from it, right, and don't actually know any better. And they just ask the simple questions like, well, why
2: can't you just do this? (laughs) And so now our answer has become, you're right. Why can't we? Let's do it. Exactly. So thank you, guys. Stay tuned. We're going to ask for your help uh, as we move forward over the next three weeks. What's a website that folks can go to to take a look at what we're putting together?
6: Yeah, go to TakeBackTalkRadio.com. We've got some great inspiring videos up there, information, and it'll tell you all about our campaign and what we have going on. TakeBackTalkRadio.com.
2: Yep. And thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Stay tuned for a great conversation with Dan Cohen.